0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. We are going to talk today about a subject that we all can relate to, our children, our precious children. How do we as parents raise them to be beautiful Citizens of the United States love to learn, love to be, love to experience life. How do we instill in them the desire to learn? Well, it starts very early. And once they leave our protection, which is the home, then they move into the world. And where they move pretty much determines how they will progress as students and love learning. So I'm excited with our guest today because it is a husband and wife team. We don't have those very often, and so it's really a delight to welcome the entrepreneurs husband and wife, Danielle Linder and Stephen Linder, Ph.D., which have been featured in national syndicated radio programs and publications. Publications such as Huffington Post, Reader's Digest, CNBC, Forbes, New York Metro Parent, Money Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, and the New York Daily News. Danielle is the author of 13 children's books and also can be seen in her television program, Miss Danielle's Preschool Buds, which is streamed, internationally on Amazon Prime and aired on the Children's Television Network. Awesome. Are these people awesome? Yes. They uniquely created the London Day School franchise to enable people passionate about early childhood education to make a difference in their community while providing them with a rewarding work life. So, I am so excited to have both of you on this show today. Stephen, it's a great honor. We don't usually have men, so we welcome you with our open
2: arms here. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Joyce. It's good to be unique. <laughs> yes, you
1: are. You're special today. <laughs> but feel very confident in just chiming in. We want your voice heard. Yes, so, Danielle, I am so curious as to how... You moved from um, 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 professional life in the business world into this world of schools. <laughs> That's a big transition. Of course, we yes, know it was.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm like- well, um, it ba- basically I was going to work one day and I was dropping my daughter off at preschool, and I thought, wow, this is a really wonderful, nice great environment to be in every single day. Um, and then I went back to corporate and thought this isn't the greatest environment to be in every single day. Um, and and then I all and then it forced me to examine, all right, so I'm dropping my daughter off at school. What experience is she really having? It's lovely and and warm and nurturing, which is important, and I know she's safe, which is the most important. but what is she really doing during the day? And I asked her. And she said she was pretty bored. And then Ah. I went in another day and it was snowing out and they were sitting in front of, you know, one of those um, video, you know, machine Mm. things, one of those huge Mm -hmm. carts with the TV on it and they were watching a a movie. And I thought, wow, they could be doing so much more. I mean, bring in the snow and let's do a science experiment. Do anything. Um, Right. They're just wasting their time. So... In 2008, when the recession happened, um, we actually had some room in our building, and I said to Steve, what do you think about using that room to start a preschool that would give kids the opportunity to really learn and really have a great Mm -hmm. experience uh, and do the things that I think our children are missing out on, like the sciences and um, foreign language and and just being, you know, experiments, and being engaging and exciting. And Mm -hmm. he thought it was a great idea. So that's what we did, and I'm glad we
1: did it. (laughs) Yeah. Now,
4: Steve, what did you think when
1: she proposed this idea? I mean, it's uh, this woman, I didn't come from an education background, did you?
3: I did, Uh, actually.
1: Did you? Oh, okay. I did. I had a
3: master's in elementary education, um, oh, of and course. taught preschool and kindergarten. But then when mm-hmm. I um, became pregnant with my first daughter, I left and the, and went into corporate.
1: Ah. So there was this base that you had already that you loved teaching. But, Stephen, what did you think? This was a pretty big change.
2: It was. Actually, I I, I love the idea. And one of the most interesting things that I was going to share is that everyone around us, though, thought it was a terrible idea. <laughs> and uh you know friends and family and said don't don't do this this is you know not the right thing to do not the right time to do it uh but you know then we knew we had something because yeah. there was so much uh interest in it uh and uh, we followed our instincts on it and it was it was absolutely uh the right move
1: right well to refresh everybody's memory um in 2008, the economy had kind of, uh, was in bad shape, let's say, and it was a pretty risky time to change and go into something new, not so new uh, for Danielle because you had your education background. But still, um, did you have any questions about whether you could sell this, fill this, fill the school? or? Um,
3: yeah, you know, any- I thought that, I had some really good ideas, and I felt Mm -hmm. that I um, could take all my knowledge and the things that I liked about preschool education and things I didn't like and pick the best of the best and bring it into my new school. And Mm -hmm. I said to Stephen, you know, as a mom and an educator who's not a multimillionaire, if we can do Mm -hmm. this. Um, let's figure out how in three years, if this works, we could franchise it so that we could make it very simple for other um, folks like myself to do this in their communities as, as well. Because clearly, mm-hmm. if our children were missing out on a great preschool education, then there were children all over the, all over the country that would be missing out, and probably mm-hmm. moms and educators um, or women in, in corporate America that want to make a change and do something different in their lives and if we can standardize this process and make it easy for them then let's try and do it so that's what we did from day 1
1: right well i i applaud you because you picked up on the need and you saw what was happening to your daughter and to all the other students in that and that happens more than we know where we, I call it lazy teaching. We just don't step up to. We don't think. We almost think these little babies, they're just to uh, entertain. But it's such a a missed opportunity because when they're like this, so young, they're like sponges. They want everything, and they're so interested. So I applaud you for seeing this and for taking that step. That oh, thank you. You. <laughs> you just felt committed. Yeah. So it, it's kind of um, um, says something about passion, doesn't it? When we are passionate about making a change for the good. Yeah. It's it, it's amazing how we can change um,
3: yeah, and, lives. Yeah, and, you know, I felt very passionate about a few things. Um passionate that we should provide kids with a multicultural experience so that they should be exposed to various languages at a young age because their minds are so open to that and even if they can even if they don't become, you know, a translator for the UN there's still their brains at that age are still learning to absorb how to learn another language so that when they get to high school it will be a little bit easier for them um, and the other thing that was very important to me was character education. And that character education is one of the cornerstones of our school, um, teaching children how to function as you know, kind, caring, intelligent human beings that have mm-hmm. emotional intelligence, not only academic intelligence, but social right. intelligence as well how to navigate a disagreement with someone. And four-year-olds disagree on things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how to transition from one activity to another without, you know, losing your mind. Because even as adults, I know that if I'm in the middle of something and all of a sudden my husband, Stephen here, who's on the (laughs) phone, says, look, we have to get to this event right now. Close down your computer now. You know, Mm -hmm. I need a few minutes to just... Mm -hmm. Finish my sentence. Close myself down. Get myself ready. And kids need that as well. So teaching kids about transition time and um, even teaching our educators how to how to build transition clues into their f- school process was was very important to me. So you know, turning mm-hmm. off the light for a few minutes and saying that signals that it's clean up time gives kids the the clues. Um, mm-hmm things like that were important to me and also teaching kids to care to care and love about themselves because when Mm -hmm. children feel confident in themselves i always say they're much less likely to become that schoolyard bully and that's really important
1: right right well what ages was did this start did you say your preschool
3: Okay. Um, we originally started at two and a half, and then, after a few years when all of these eighteen month old siblings were running through our classrooms, wanting to sit down and start <laughs> school with their <laughs> sisters and brothers, we decided, and after research as well, um, decided that we would start a preschool prep program, which starts at eighteen months um, uh-huh. I found that at, at that at eighteen months is when a child is really becomes aware of themselves and where they fit into the world um mm-hmm. they are no longer you, you know dependent on formula and cribs and you know obviously they're not potty trained because they still have plenty of time for that but they're yeah. really ready to learn and get into a routine so that's why we decided to start at that time
1: period Wow, 18 months. I can't even remember, Danielle, what 18 months looks like.
2: <laughs> Neither can
1: I. <laughs> Mine are 31 and 34. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't even remember that stage. Um, so, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, One of the things that I picked up on that you did say was the programming of language. And because we are so international now and you live in New Jersey. So, oh, my goodness, we just have two languages down in Texas. So (laughs) (laughs) we have English and Spanish. (laughs) So what language would you choose in New Jersey where you're exposed to so many languages?
3: Well, you know, we chose to do, we do sign language. We teach the kids, you know, how to sign the letters um, oh, at circle cool. time. Um, but then we also incorporate Spanish every day into their, into their daily routine. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, we offer Mandarin. And what we did was we asked parents if you could choose an, a language after school for your child would it be French, German, or Mandarin? And they all chose Mandarin, so that's what we went with. And the kids just love it. They have so much fun.
1: Well, that's not exa- It's um, Spanish is pretty easy to pick up. I'm, not that I do it very well, but it is pretty easy to pick up. Is Mandarin? Um, I'm at the early age that they're learning. You know learning. what? It I'm is like- for them, but it's really yeah. hard for me. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, Mandarin.
3: Yeah, if <laughs> the know, Mandarin teacher calls out sick, there is no person that can do her lesson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we skip it that day. Yeah. <laughs> <But it's been laughs> so, Stephen, tell us how you, what role you played in um, the creation of the school,
2: other well, than the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, I am formerly the chief uh, financial officer, yes, and, uh, mm-hmm. I am, uh, you know, heavily involved in growing the um, the, the franchise uh, part of the school. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it's really important to us as a couple, Danielle and I, you know, when this franchise was put together, we took a long time to put it together because we, we didn't want to make it look like every other program. And we wanted it to be something that, uh, you know, middle-class people passionate about education could actually start. We we didn't important. want it to require millions and millions of dollars worth of capital. I mean it's not mm-hmm. good if you need to build a building but and and we also want it to be something more than just uh, you know just academics and that that's where the character education becomes so important. But my, my main role is, is, is really more on the development side. Uh, you know, Danielle um, really takes the majority of the credit for uh, you know, the curriculum and, yeah. uh, of course, all the books that she writes and the shows that she does. That, that's all her. I, I, can't, I can't take any of that credit.
1: <laughs> well, how many years were you functioning as a school, the London Day School, before you decided to do the franchise so that you could share this with other people?
2: Well, you know, the the interesting thing is that before we even opened the school, we were going mm-hmm. to the franchise conventions and learning everything that we needed to learn mm. uh, for, to create one so mm-hmm. that we, as we worked on the London Day School, uh, we could document our processes uh, and begin to establish all the things that we would need to replicate uh, the program elsewhere. Uh, we were operating for at least... Three years, Daniel.
3: Yes, yeah, three years
2: uh, before we actually started developing the franchise program, um, mm-hmm. and and it took a while to get that right, and and to get it to a point where we both mm-hmm. really liked it and and really uh, had it in a spot where we know other people uh, will be able to be part of this uh, and be successful and bring it to their community, and that was really a big choice. You know, you can. Mm-hmm you know, in order to be able to replicate what we've done in our curriculum, our environment elsewhere, we wanted to make sure uh, that we had a a program where, where, you know, it's easy for people to do that. And and, and Hmm. so it took time to get that right.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I just think that's genius that you all, from the very beginning, had such a bigger vision for your vision of the London Day School that you wanted to franchise it so that it could be shared by so many families all over the United States and maybe even in Europe. Um, How has this franchise grown?
2: Well, we just started kicking off franchise opportunities um, basically earlier this year. So we have actually had several hundreds of inquiries, and Mm -hmm. we've had several people getting through Uh, discovery days and to the point where we're really sitting down and and speaking with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've got a couple of, uh, you know, parties that are, that are very close, but we are, you know, we, we have taken our time uh, to to make sure it's right. And, And our goal here is, is, you know, is not to rapidly sell them, but, but to have, individuals who share the passion, who really understand the philosophy and and really want to be committed for a long haul. So it's been a little bit slower uh, Mm -hmm. from that perspective, but it's the way we wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know,
3: I've heard, I've heard from a lot of people in the franchise space that mm -hmm. many schools just sell, 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 and they'll have, you know, 50 to 100 schools and they sell the people that really aren't there for the right reasons. And then they spend most of their days trying to unsell half the school <laughs> and figure out how to get those people out of a decision that wasn't right for both of them. So, you know, we feel that we've made our program easy for mm-hmm. someone who is passionate about education and doesn't necessarily want to put up a $3 million building to start a school. A lot of uh, the other school franchises require huge investments, and for the most part, we found that people are buying them, you know, they're looking at different things. They're looking at a yogurt place or a liquor store or a school. Mm -hmm. They're looking for Mm -hmm. a place to park some money, and that's Mm -hmm. not what we want it to be about.
4: Mm.
2: And as I talk to people all over the country, I find so many areas and locations where people are just saying, we need something like the London Day School there. They just mm-hmm. don't have this kind of well-rounded uh, preschool program. So it's really encouraging. Right. Uh, it's yeah. Great fun.
1: Yeah, I can see your program is very, as you say, well-rounded because uh, just the respect for others, the um, the... Importance of just you know I love that you turn the lights off to help prepare. I did all those things and the language at that early age. I'm not well, we do have it here because we have so many Spanish people speaking people, but but um, I I love all those parts of your program that I've heard about. Now, how do you term that your graduate? graduates are successful or graduation is successful and they graduate at what age? 6
3: Well, we go through kindergarten okay. and we have been fortunate enough to have so many siblings. So, oh. we are it's been wonderful to follow these kids through mm-hmm. third and fourth grade and they'll come and pick up their baby brothers or sisters and um, we can ask them, how's it going? What What are you doing now? How's school? What's your favorite subject? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really wonderful to be able to see these children. We also have a lot of kids that will come back and visit us at our alumni events, which are
4: mm-hmm.
3: so much fun. Um, yes. And one of the other great things that has happened is we've worked with um, a company called BASF. Um, they're a very large chemical company, and they have brought chemistry day to our uh, preschool Um, and we are the first preschool that they have done this program with. It's normally for older children and they come and do chemistry day and what they have done is they have followed some of our students to the public school through second and third grade and have found that their attitudes towards the sciences is greater because they have been exposed to it um, at a preschool level. So we're mm-hmm. very very proud of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we talked a little bit yesterday when we were visiting getting ready for you all out there to hear us today. We talked about introducing words that um science words and the yes. importance of using real words
5: yes. with our
1: young people. And and that helps them just adapt easier to like chemistry and you know when we what what would you use Um, Give me an example, Danielle, Sure. how you adapt and use those.
3: There are so many, there's such a lack of STEM talent in the United States now, especially women who want to go into the sciences. Yes. We feel (laughs) that if children are exposed to the sciences at a young age in a non-threatening and fun way, then they'll be more open to sciences when they see it um, in middle school or high school, and they won't be afraid of it. So... We use the real vocabulary. So mm-hmm. if we are mixing two colors together, um, we'll tell the kids we're going to do a chemistry lesson. Um, if we are planting and, you know, we're planting seeds or we are looking at the caterpillars turning into butterflies, we're talking about ecology. Um, mm-hmm. There's, You know, we're using those words so that when ki- and. You know, if we're talking about speed and we're using cars to see which which car go, gets to the finish line faster, you know, that's physics. If mm-hmm. kids go into high school and they see the subject physics and they associate it with that car race I did in preschool or chemistry with the, you know, the experiment with the colors I did in preschool, they're going to be excited to go to that science class, not afraid yeah. of that science class.
1: Yeah. Um yes my generation sort of would make a face when we said science right you know, we didn't it was never pushed uh and most of the science teachers were not strong um and so it was set us up for how we related to science now we were introduced to science later in in our schooling But I love that you introduce that. It becomes part of the vocabulary very early. So, and there's no preconceived um, uh, expectation of what the science, the word science, means. I think it's a world of difference. It just sets them up for success. So, I like that a lot. So, um, and I think the
3: other difference is that, you know, when I was in science class, It was something assigned to the teacher, and they were not really thrilled about teaching it in most cases. You know, they were the English teacher, the science teacher, the math teacher, and like, oh, all right, pull out your science book. (laughs) Um, But these preschool teachers um, at London Day School that are teaching science love it, and they're so excited when it's time for science. And that excitement just spills out onto the kids,
1: Um, sometimes literally, depending on the experiment. (laughs) The volcano. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yes. So it's fun to see them get excited about things that we feared in our lives. I mean, it's just, I just can't tell you how much I love this. Um, From my own experience with the little children's museum that we created here in Tyler, I know the difficulties in working with teachers because we had to train teachers. Part of our function was to teach to their students, and we're we're doing that a lot later in life than you are. You just get to go in and do this without any preconceived idea of what science is. Right. So I love this. Yeah, really good. So do you? Um, when we come back from our break, that's coming up very near. Um, I want us to talk about. Who out there that likes this idea might be a good candidate for the franchise program? Because sure. I'm sure as parents sit here, they're going, well, okay, we've got a building, we've got, ooh, that's expensive. And yet they have this desire that their child receive more in the from the education system than what they're getting right now. They see them doing exactly what you saw, Danielle. They see movies, lots of movies. They see simple drawing, just drawing in school, and some outside play, which is, of course, good. But we really want more. We want them to be stimulated, uh, to be excited about learning, and to pick up those languages, which at my age, it's really difficult. So
4: <laughs> we have
1: a lot to talk about. And I want to hear more about Miss Danielle's preschool buds. I kind of thought that was pretty fascinating as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> how did you get there? But anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking more about the franchise, franchise system for the London Day School and education. Just the, the difference we can make and how this couple has stepped up and made a di- an experience wonderful, wonderful change in educating their, their children and the children of the world. So we will be back shortly to hear more from Danielle and Stephen. So stay with us.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
5: Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment
0: of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome back. We are talking today about passion, about a job, about a seeing a need and changing it, stepping up to be that person that changes the future of others. I wanted to share that I have released my first book. It is called Effortless Happiness how to find your voice, and finally ask for what you really, really want. This is what we're here for, to live a life of value with purpose and happiness. So I wrote this book after my own transition in my life, and I found it as a tool that I needed to implement so I could get clearer about who Joyce was. And once I knew me better, through identifying my values, implementing those values, then I could proceed with finding where I wanted to shine in my life. So I really would love for you to go to Amazon, pick up your copy of Effortless Happiness. In the book, you and I will communicate through recorded videos, or you have the opportunity to call me if you have any questions about the book. So please go to Amazon.com and let's continue this journey of getting clear about who you are and how you want your life to be shaped. Now, our program today is with Danielle and Stephen Lindner. They have created this most fascinating London Day School which they have even taken on to a a much higher level by franchising it, wanting it to be available to those parents out there or those people that would like to create a school that cares about the development of the whole child, that wants to excite them about education and learning. Introducing them to language, to chemistry and science words and showing simple science to them. It's all about laying the foundation when these young children are like sponges and they just are so willing to learn, but doing it in a very nurturing environment. So welcome back, Danielle and Stephen. We are uh, Thank continuing <laughs> with our journey here. So if I were listening to you today and I have children that are going to a preschool but I see that they're not developing proceeding as I would have liked what would be the perfect candidate of that person that might be interested in pursuing your London day school franchise
2: well Joyce we we, we have a, a number of things that we're looking for uh, so You know, I I love the introduction that you did about effortless happiness, and I Mm -hmm. love that title. And, you you know, it's amazing how many people we meet um, that are in jobs, not feeling fulfilled, uh, Mm -hmm. going through the motions, uh, Mm -hmm. and have such a passion for doing something else. And in our case, those individuals that have a passion about the education of young children, we mm-hmm. really want to hear from those individuals and those people that are passionate about doing something for their community. Because when you are a London Day School and you're you're an important part, important landmark of that community, um, and you know it is important for them to have some work experience. Uh, you know, we we like to 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 meet people that have some experience in managing others or being physically responsible and working with the public. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so those, those are some of the, the, the key things that we're looking for. Um, you know, we want people who are really, really focused uh, on on what we are so passionate about. And, you know, the London Day School is a lot more than just having having a safe place for kids. It, it, it's about making a difference in the lives of kids, the families that we're serving, um, and, you know, bringing not just the academics but the character education. Uh, mm mm-hmm to To a community, so
4: that, mm-hmm.
2: those are the individuals we want to hear from.
1: Right, um, education is um, more than just reading, writing, and learning these days. We're needing to set the whole um, um, learning around different nationalities, different because we're so international now. We're not the Absolutely.
4: same.
1: And we need to respect and honor those other people that come from different countries and now become part of this country and accept them with open arms, but with our own, knowing who we are. So do you, how do you do that in your, in your um, classrooms, Danielle? Well, we have
3: a, I think just by the nature of our name, London Day School, um, mm-hmm. We do get a really great multicultural population. Um, we have students from from we've had students from Mexico City, from Spain, from France, from Canada, uh, from India, from China, from all over the world. Um, and it's amazing that when you bring all these students into one classroom, how the children don't see any difference you know mm-hmm. they realize that they are that they may look different on the outside but on the inside they're all the same and i was just reading an article about a mom who was trying to teach her children about you know being tolerant of others and how everyone is is indeed important and the same and she was making something with eggs and she took out white eggs and she cracked the egg and you know she said mm-hmm. look what the egg is in the center and then she took out a thing of brown eggs, and she cracked that one, and she said, look at the egg in the center. They're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So simple things like that are things that we might do at a preschool level to teach kids about tolerance, um, taking out a box of crayons and showing kids that every crayon is a different color. But look, if we don't have all of them, this picture just it doesn't look right. You know, We need mm-hmm. every, every crayon to make this picture beautiful. So those are the types of things we do at a preschool level. Um, and also by teaching kids to be confident with themselves. We start public speaking at age two and a half. So mm. when our kids leave uh, and graduate at, at graduate kindergarten, <laughs> they are not afraid to be a public speaker, which is one of the biggest fears out of the way for most adults.
1: You are it's so right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, so that's part of our program. And the nice thing, like Steve said, we've set it up so that, you know, when you start a school by yourself, you're going to make mistakes. There are so many mistakes you make and trial and error. And we've got it to a point where – um it is. We have a concierge approach to helping anyone who wants to open a school. Make it very simple and easy for them. They have a lot of support that I didn't have when I first started. Um, they don't make the same mistakes that I might have made because mm-hmm. I know we know how to be a fine oiled machine now, um, mm-hmm. and we also, you know, have you know the right manuals and the right tools for them to use, so that it's easy for them. To change their life, change the life of people in their community, bring a great program to their kids and kids in their community, um, and not have to start from scratch. And really have a way to do it so that it's not overwhelming and overbearing and really economically unfeasible, because a lot of Mm -hmm. programs really are. So that was important Mm -hmm. to us. Make it easy for Mm -hmm. a mom like me or a dad like me um, who wants to do something different.
1: Yeah. Now, this just popped in my head. When you all first started, when you opened your door, this will give somebody out there listening an idea. How many teachers did you have and how many students?
3: Well, you know what? We, I started advertising, which is what I recommend to my franchisees, to advertise mm-hmm. um, the minute you know you have your location. And mm-hmm. coming soon is really important. And you may start with only one or two classrooms, and then you build, and you build from there. Um, and that's what we did. We started with three classrooms. We advertised that we were coming soon, um, six months before opening. And yeah. we had enrollment, the the day we opened, we had enrollment enough for at least three classrooms, which was
1: great. That's wonderful.
3: Um, and oh. then we also have students that, Come, you know we, have, we open at seven, we close at six, and we have our own proprietary after school program called um, London Day School Dreams, so mm-hmm. that unlike other schools, you know when the kids move into that after care time period, it becomes sort of a babysitting time Definitely. where yep. it's just get out the play-doh and you know color some mm-hmm. ditto. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We have a whole new curriculum for that afternoon with a different theme from the morning so that our afternoon teachers are really engaged with those kids and they're still learning until the moment they get picked up at the end of the day. And that's really nice for franchisees, too, because they don't have to try and come up with something to keep kids busy from 3 to 6. They have a curriculum Mm -hmm. to use. And the teachers like it, too, because, you know, it's hard to come up with your own stuff all the time
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, those hours sound very um, good for the working family when both parents work. I mean, yes. it's hard to get there and get your kiddo out and before those hours. Really, you almost have to do that. Yeah. And so I,
3: we have a, we have programs for the stay-at-home moms that really just want their kids to be socialized and be with other children. Um, and that's a 9-to-1 program, so that works really well for them. And then we have a 9-to-330, which works for, you know, those moms that have to go pick up siblings at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so that work, that's a nice pickup time for them. And then we have a full-day program. So we try to accommodate all of the parents' needs, you know, regardless of whether they are a stay-at-home mom or a working mom mm-hmm. outside the, the home or whatever it might be.
1: Now, how many many students do you have now? And you've been open since 08. Um,
3: Actually, we opened in 2010. Oh, 10. Okay. So we've been, this is our eighth year. Well, we're going into our eighth year. Um, Mm. And we have 70 students. We have rolling admission. Um, And, you know, we are purposely not a school that wants 100 to 150 kids. We set it so that we are that our classrooms are small, our classes are small, and children can really learn and have a lot of one-on-one time with their with their teachers, rather than packing. You know, our max is fourteen students to a classroom, um, with at least two teachers,
4: mm-hmm. and that gives them a lot of
3: attention. When you pack yep. 25 28 kids into a classroom even if you had five teachers in there there, there is no way those kids can focus. So mm. we don't believe in doing that.
1: Oh, it sounds wonderful. If I had children, maybe grandchildren. <laughs> <I don't have. laughs> we can open a school. Um, now one thing I'd like to know. I know that you have this program that what what you're you're going to give a giveaway for the people listening here today if they want to if they show interest in pursuing your franchise which sounds like it would be you've already got the program you've already got all, sounds wonderful for that person that wants to expand their world but I also want you to share a little bit about uh, miss Daniels preschool buds which is a international Amazon prime um children's network um, uh, program that you do as well so would you like to talk about your giveaway for today
3: sure um well miss danielle's preschool buds is started out as a book series There are so far 13 books they're all character education based um they're all um written on different subjects that affect children like um being afraid of the dark having separation anxiety um, getting a new pair of glasses, feeling like you're too tall, all of these different <laughs> things that, that, ki- that, are, that kids are affected by in the mm-hmm. preschool years, and even a little bit older than that. Um, I wrote the series so that we could have a really good, solid character education program as part of our school. Um, mm-hmm. And then from that, we created a television series. So far, we have seven episodes that were picked up by Amazon Prime, and they are... wonderful being streamed internationally. So we are the only, I believe, preschool franchise that has their own book series and television program, um, <laughs> which like we're it. really proud about.
1: <laughs> yes. I wonder if you might have a book about this. Um, um, I was just visiting with a friend, and their child was having learning difficulties because of the, the way that they learn. In right. other words, he can listen to it, but he can't read it. Do you have books that address problems like that, or is that for the older child? Much, not the younger child that you're dealing with.
3: Well, I don't have anything like that yet, um, mm-hmm. but we, it all goes back to embracing differences. So, yes. um, a book that's coming out soon, being currently being illustrated, is about a snail who doesn't get picked for her the soccer team because they think, "How is she? She's so slow. How is she ever going to?" you know, be a good soccer player. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, while they're all flouncing around because they can't figure out how to get this ball into the net, she sticks it on her head and slowly and meticulously gets it into the goal. Mm -hmm. And they realize, wow, you know, everyone has something to contribute. Everybody does things differently. Everything does things in their own way. But we have Mm -hmm. to embrace everybody and everybody's differences. Mm
4: -hmm. So, But
3: yours may be the next buck.
4: (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, that child, you know, is feeling very um, uh, unworthy, Um, I'm stupid, I can't learn anything. And we all know know, we learn differently, so
4: that's really important. we truly believe
1: that that it's Mm -hmm. not, we truly
3: believe as a philosophy that children don't have learning disabilities, they have learning abilities. And Mm -hmm. it's our job as educators to figure out how to present the curriculum in a way where they can You know, grasp the material Um, because some people are. You know, I need to. I need to see something, um, and hear it. Some people, you know, they can just look at it. Some people have to write it. Other kids, we we say, you know, they they should they need muscle memory. So stand up and make a Y with your hands, or you know, stand (laughs) up and stretch and make an L. And mm-hmm. then say the sound. You know, whatever it takes. It's an ability. It's not a disability. It's a, we're di- It's our disability when we can't figure out how to best teach to them.
1: Yes, yes. So we want people to. Uh, Stephen, would you like to talk about going to the internet, or would Daniel be which which would like to do this? How to get to your website so that they can find that form? Sure. To fill out for the giveaway. And sure. So
3: they can go to com slash franchise. And if they're interested in getting more information and filling out a, a franchise application, I would be happy to send them one of the books in my series.
1: Okay. Do they get to pick the book?
3: Um, they don't get to pick the book, but I promise they'll like it. <laughs>
2: it, it would be a great choice if they could list in the why your interest in LDS, if they could mention that uh, they heard us here on your yes. show.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you know, it's, it's important that if they have any interest and they're serious about it, that they do fill out this form. Because I think it's the step that uh, could open up great possibilities for not only their child, if it is their child that's in the school, or if they are wanting to add to their community a school like this. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So what's, in, what's ahead of London Day School? What do, you, what do you and Steve sit around and talk about in the growth of the school? This, uh, which you've already had massive growth. I don't mean to downplay that, but uh, just what do y'all talk about?
2: Well, our, our school is uh, doing so well here that we're actually adding a, a classroom for this upcoming uh, season. And, uh, you know, we we talk about, you know, particular um ways to get the message out and to enable more people who are making a life transition and exiting their corporate job and want to do something Mm -hmm. like this and making it easy for them um Mm -hmm. and you know we're you know also uh, developing opportunities for independent schools that you know are are finding it harder and harder to uh to, to be independent schools to to consider becoming a london day school so we we do all sorts of vision creation, and then, of mm-hmm. course, Danielle is always working and thinking about her ne- next book and the next <laughs> show, uh, and, uh, you know, we have, she has one mobile app today, and, and you know, think about that, that the mobile app. I mean, that, yeah. that was that was one of those moments where we were sitting around saying, gee, we really need a mobile app. It would be great for kids to have uh, a mm-hmm. learning app that was London day school, and uh, the next thing we know, we have one. Uh, so... A lot of what we talk about and visualize uh, doesn't, you know, it actually happens.
1: Well, is the app for the children? Yeah. So if there's a parent
3: that is is interested in, you know, uh, in looking at the book series for their child, they can Mm -hmm. find my book series um, on Amazon.com. They can -hmm. also find the show on Amazon. But then Mm -hmm. they can find the mobile app on TinyTap.com. And the app is really, I wanted an app that focused a lot on the character education subjects because that's hard to teach kids, especially as a parent, when yeah. you're not in that classroom. So mm-hmm. it a lot of it is showing the characters from the preschool buds making good choices, making bad choices, um, helping them to find out, you know, is that a good thing to do? Is that a bad thing to do? How are you, you going to help your friend? How does it make them feel? Um, for biting. Mm. I mean, that's a big problem with, with parents, and how do they teach a child not to bite? So, you know, on the app, there's little things like, oh, you know, Jaxie's going to eat um, an apple. Is that a good choice? Yes. Jaxie wants to bite his friend, Paige, not a good choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had one of those.
3: <laughs> I, did, I did, too. And the day that they called me and said that my daughter had been bitten by someone else, as soon as I knew she was fine, I was ecstatic.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Like, That's thank
3: true. God she wasn't the biter for once.
1: <laughs> oh, that is so true. It's like, oh, my goodness, how could she do that? Oh, mine yeah. is a boy. Mine was a boy. <laughs> but anyway, they come, they bite no matter what sex they are. Um one of the things, and I wanted, I just love that you have put this into, and I believe this would be part of your character program that you're referring to. You know, one of the practices that we did at working with Jack Canfield's training, which I did a lot of training, was we had people from all over the world there. Now, I am a Southern woman that have not really been exposed to a lot of different nationalities. I mean, I've walked by them in New York and you know, things like that, but not really known. Um, And it was one of his exercises was to just simply go around and look people in their eye and say nothing. And it was the most um, um, emotional feeling that we experienced because we saw a person, no matter what nationality he, she was, as another person. They had eyes like we did. They teared when we did. I mean, it was just such a meaning. And you are starting this so early in your school. <clears throat> and we need this because we our world is struggling so to get over those differences.
3: Yeah, so. It's, so, it's so important. I mean, in our kindergarten program, we put in world studies. Mm-hmm. And it's just a program we came up with. And every... Every week, they focus on another country, and they see the dancing and the food, and it's just, it's, it's fascinating, but at the same time, it's opening up their eyes to a bigger world, and I right. think it's so important. One of the reasons why I named the school the London Day School, um, mm-hmm. we're located in Florham Park, New Jersey, and it's very easy to think that Florham Park, New Jersey, that that's all there is. Mm-hmm. but when you see london day school it all, right away you're opened up to the world and and you know that there's more out there and i and as a child i traveled a lot and i saw a lot of things and mm-hmm. being exposed to you know the world and being exposed to various different countries and cultures it it was a great thing for me at that age
1: and that's what we want for our kids here too yeah yes we need it desperately these days so it's um You know, one of the things that I love about what you've brought to us is that not only does it solve the problem of education and and our need to grow, and it just offers excitement to learning. It's so important that our young people at that early age, when they're sponges, can be introduced to language, science, chemistry, all of those subjects that we have learned to put doubt and some hesitancy about learning and they're so important that now women can enter those areas with without any um, um, shyness or hold back on this because I love that we're all learning and becoming professionals uh, men and women equally so yeah, you all are laying a tremendous um, uh, base for your students how do your students adapt when they move into to their next schooling
3: well it's so funny you asked me that because just the just the other day a teacher came to me and she said you know there's a rumor going around at the public school about London Day school and i my stomach like i got pains in my stomach i thought <laughs> like, oh god you know what rumor what is this and so she said the rumor is that the minute a child walks into a kindergarten classroom, they know they're from London Day School because they're one of the smartest, most prepared kids in the in the class.
4: And <laughs> I said,
3: uh, "That is a rumor that I am happy to to hear. That is fantastic. So
4: yes.
3: that was just like the best the best thing I could ever hear. And that was just well, yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is called validation.
3: Absolutely, exactly. absolutely."
1: Well, it has been such a pleasure being part of spreading the word about London Day School franchises. Um, I applaud your efforts and um, how you're changing the world, and thank you for your passion for this. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. So... We hope you get lots of calls. (laughs) Us too. (laughs) So that you can expand this and maybe even Tyler, Texas. That would be wonderful. So thank you very much for being with us today. (laughs) Now, as we go on through the week, I want you to start thinking about what you want to do that will change the world today. How will you change yourself? How can you grow? And what can you make? What, Where can you find joy and happiness in your life? It's important to me. And that's why I wrote the book, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice, and finally ask for what you really want. Take a minute, go to Amazon, order your copy, and begin this step of developing and learning about you knowing who you are, what you value in your life, and putting more of it into your daily life. That's why we're here, to live a happiness and make it effortless. Thank you for being with us today. It's always a pleasure to share, and we know that this week is going to be special. Till next week.